Stanley Kubrick's 1971 dystopian magnum opus confounded audiences and left many appalled by its self-described ultraviolence. Is there more, however, to it than a seductive delight in violence? Today on a problematic podcast, we discuss the 1971 film, A Clockwork Orange. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to a problematic podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gray, and I'm joined by my two favorite ultra-violent bitches. I got Devin and Matt. Hi, guys. Hail Satan. <laughs> hey, buddies. And as always, we're joined by our on-air producer, Bap. Hi, Bap. How's it going? Bap is here to remind you all to like, comment, subscribe, share. We are here every Friday for your listening pleasure. And today... Today, we are talking about a movie that is highly motherfucking problematic. Um, I watched this movie as a kid, and I watched it today, and I don't know how my parents let me watch this movie. <laughs> I was just I was about like, to ask you, how did you watch this as a child? You didn't uh, have to sneak watch it? No, no. Yeah, I think we we, sn- we, we were sneaking. Uh, Devin and our uh, our f- mutual friend that we grew up with. Uh, Brian, uh, he, uh, we, I was just talking to him the other day about, uh, watching this movie. We were in his room and we were, we were, we had it on the volume low watching this and his dad came in and we were like, Oh no, we're busted. And he goes, Oh, good movie. And walked out. (laughs) We were like 14, 15 at the time. And he's just like, Oh yeah. Good movie. That's right. Jesus. It is a good movie. We're talking about a clockwork orange. Um, my dad, sperm donor dad, let me watch this movie, but he also let me watch a lot of questionable things. Yeah. Um, how did you, well, we heard how Matt watched it. When was the first time you guys watched it, Bap and Devin? It was also another, I always say the sleepover movies that, you know, in junior or high or high. This was a renting. sleepover yeah, movie? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of friends that were, you know, really like Stanley Kubrick and, uh, and all the things he did. We were all into Stanley Kubrick, so this was just one more, you know, that was, you know, it was really, really cool uh, movie to watch, you know, when you're in high school or junior high or whatever it was. Yeah, same with me. It was, uh, I think, high school, and but it wasn't the first Stanley Kubrick movie I watched. The first one I watched was um, 2001. Oh, my God. What a weird introduction to... (laughs) Which... Did you like it when you saw it? Well, I mean, obviously you didn't understand it because it because there's okay so there's a debate on if if, if anyone understands. I it. watched it for a different reason than for its cinematog- cinematography and all that. I watched it. Was there boobs in it or something? No, <laughs> there's I a giant baby. The visuals are very. Oh, you're 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 on drugs. Yes, I got you. Uh, oh, no. so you saw it that late, and you saw it that <laughs> I, late I did, in actually. life. Oh, okay, um, all, right, all right. So I, I I'm like picturing you like 14 watching this, but you're yeah, you're you're probably uh, in your later probably teen years. 17, 18 years old. Yeah, okay. I started watching, especially okay. the end when you know the ending scene with the monolith and all the colors and stuff. That was my intro to Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. But yeah, I, I watched this probably a year after that and okay. it brought back a bunch of weird memories from high school because a lot of the heavy metal we listened to would 
sound clip a lot of these phrases from Clockwork right, yeah. Orange, and I'm yeah. like, this is where this comes from? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then I kind of got into the movie more, but yeah, it was probably late teens, early 20s yeah. before I even saw this. Metal loves the old ultraviolence. Acid Bath in particular yeah. was yeah. Uh, loved clipping this movie, and, yeah. and the, like, what, what language is that? Like, I, I'm having trouble even understanding the phrasing of who's talking old, right now. in and out. <laughs> now we're, we're talking about Stanley Kubrick who directed this do you find because a lot of his movies are controversial do you find this movie art or is it just debauchery and madness I mean this is that's a huge question I yeah. mean that's kind of what this whole podcast is about. so you, you can't just sum it up right I mean y'all agree like it's not just like a yes or no because it is well it's not a yes or both? no question both well, right, kind of well, like with that's personal perspective. What what you view as art, other people might find por pornographic. Right. I mean, so. there's 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 a pretty long history in in my opinion, and I mean, having you know taken a lot of art history classes, there's a very long history of like art being porno described as pornographic upon its first viewing. Right. Like the first the first uh, group of people that see any type of art, uh, if it's good enough and it's provocative enough. That's the terminology that has been used. This porno pornography. Yes. Yeah. Like the, uh, for instance, the large uh, dildo kind of statue. And right, 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 right. A lot of people would. Describe Wait, you saw it. a dick? What? <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> we just, we're delving into your psyche. Yeah, well, you don't that want to do not that. A no, dick, no one needs any. That was any, not a any dick. glimpse in there. There was but, nothing phallic in this movie. You probably saw a lot, didn't you? I, oh, tons of tons, <laughs> tons of dicks everywhere. <laughs> But like a lot of people would describe that as a beautiful piece of art, and like um, I was listening to a little commentary uh, about the movie from uh, Malcolm McDowell, and he was talking about how you know he was talking about the art in the movie and who did it, and he was talking about that particular sculpture, and he's like, "This is, I thought it was a great work. It was a great piece that Stanley found to have in the movie yeah. for other people, such as teenagers watching this that are pubescent. They're like, <laughs> it's, it's a dick." <laughs> So, I mean, it really is perspective on what you find as art and what you find as pornographic yeah. and what point you're in in your life, whether you find it art or not. You can appreciate it for more than face value. And right. I also find it terrifying watching the movie, um, finding out uh, that the book was gruesome, like uh, the way that Stephen King's It was with, uh, you know, the kids having sex with each other and, uh, you know, um, like a... That little kid and Stephen King is with a mother when the sickly kid, she was raping him and like uh, there's all these terrible things. And then I, in, my, in my imagination, I imagine I haven't read the book in Clockwork Orange, but I, some of the scenes that they kind of wanted to do with Stanley Kubrick, you knew they couldn't really. And it was pretty bad for uh, being on screen as it was. It's pretty fucking but to bad. use your imagination of how bad the book was, it opens all these with a gruesome rape, uh, rape yeah. scenes. Right. Well, then you can only show yeah. you can't. They they allow you to use your imagination in the book. You know. Yeah. I asked, actually I did chat GPT. I told him to write an essay for me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> describing the difference between the book and the uh, and the movie. You're trying to cheat. Uh, yeah, I was cheating for the podcast. Like, no way I was gonna read. What did it tell you? Yeah. What are the differences? You're reaching yeah. for bad facts, aren't oh, you? Well, in the in the in the book, uh, there's three acts. You know, the droogs going out and being mayhem, them yeah. capturing him, and then whatever, and then after he gets out, and there's three separate acts, and also just what I said is that the gr 
very gruesome raping and uh just they they let your imagination go wild with it and or the opposite yeah they, they, the they movie, tell you, you they do don't that. let your imagination go wild right they oh, just say yeah. it straight but up i could just no. imagine how violent this movie is with re, uh, the book would be if it you know if it read it if it translated better directly from the book instead of taking the liberties they did to make the movie to right. make it be profitable and not just Canceled you can't have that on TV. No. You can't like it on Stephen King. King. You can't and it put also King was it banned on film. like widely. Yeah. Well, like in your opinion, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, 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 just not in America. In What's your it? opinion, from your Chat GPT uh-huh. um, <laughs> essay, uh-huh. was it glamorizing glamorizing the violence and assaults, or do you think it was making a statement about it? What did Chat GPT say? Oh, as far as like the movie. Hmm. Oh, uh, they said that Stanley Kubrick, uh, he did a great job going his own way with it. And they're two completely separate pieces of art mm-hmm. um, and then to be enjoyed separately. You so know. you would call this art? If Stanley Kubrick would come out of his grave Why are you trying to destroy like, You're trying to like gotcha all of us. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I'm still star- I'm scared of Stanley you're Kubrick. Like, so you're saying it's, you believe in everything they do. Right. No, they, I'm just saying you would movie. call this art because yeah. some people would. Some people, yeah. this is an artistic film to a lot of people. Yeah. I find it. Stanley Kubrick's ghost will fuck you in the ass out of his grave. (laughs) He wouldn't be the first one. Come get me, Stanley. I wrote wrote essays uh, because I always thought this was uh, probably did a very bad job. But essays in school uh, from a lot of different perspectives on what is art? Is art anything? Is it all just bullshit? Like it's something that's always intrigued me is uh, (laughs) is the definition of art because um, because what is beautiful in art to one is vile to another, right? So either everything is art or nothing is art. It's all just bullshit. I don't like like beauty. Beauty in one culture is gross in another culture. So what is beauty? Is beauty literally just uh, subjective? You know that old phrase, "behold" oh. in the eye of the beholder. Right, but I mean, but but, yeah. but like, which is a cliche, but it's also like. You know, when it comes to terms of uh, of like artwork, you know, does something have to be beautiful to be art? Well, isn't isn't art more like a in a wide spectrum of like societal acceptance? Like what multiple people can come to an agreement on the appreciation of a certain piece. And if it's just one, it's not considered art if no one else appreciates that piece. It has to be a substantial group to be considered art, I guess. Yeah. Oh, also, I remember in the essay, it said that book goes really deep inside of the main character. How and deep? How, how, how <laughs> deep? Balls. He is a complete human being that you can completely understand and kind of, and then, and then the movie, you There's can't, not a you whole can't lot. do that. Because There's not it's a whole movie. lot of character building as far as, well, anybody, right. uh, really, yeah. I mean, they did hint at um, his, 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 his very, he's very intelligent. Yes. He, he is, uh, you know, of course, narcissistic, but he's his intelligence. His intelligence translates to culturally. He he appreciates Beethoven. He appreciates some of the finer things, but he's also he, you know, he gives into his id and his base desires and does all kinds of horrible things. But he's a very smart person. Right. According to I love the world that they built, though, it's like a. Not a post-apocalyptic, or is it, it is. post? Or no? Well, it's sort it's of dystopian. Is. So dystopian. yeah, it is. It's dystopian, dystopian but it's also yeah. uh, it's kind of like strange because, uh, like, it, it's sort of hard to tell because, like, 
like he, upon this watch, I saw it. I saw a lot of things differently from not being a teenager. You I'm know, with you. like uh, I saw things a lot differently. And one of the things that I saw was I thought that he was an adult. He's a teenager. Oh, I yeah. want to talk about. I that. thought he was an adult when that. I was a yeah. kid watching this. I thought I didn't know he was supposed to be around my age. And then also that uh, it, I thought that he lived in like a squat with his parents, but that was just a regular apartment building. You know, I got everything thought I thought was, everything yeah. was was dystopian when in like like broken down dystopian when in reality uh, that was just because they had destroyed everything. It's like so reading the walls of their apartment that looks like it's a squat. It was actually just him and his friends just destroyed it. It was the little lobby. It was all things that they wrote on the walls. It wasn't like like everybody was destroying that 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 city, which is them. So it was basically him, him and his friends, and, his droogs, and, and, uh, other, and another his group of, and another group of droogs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because we see them in the beginning. Yeah. That's why I thought that it because that uh, that theater looks dystopian, but it was apparently just an abandoned. Yeah, building. just an abandoned. I'm right. with you because when I was younger and I watched this movie, thank you, sperm donor. <laughs> I watched it and I saw it in a completely different way. Completely. Watching it this time around, I found it harder. So for me, I found it harder to watch. I had to, I found myself pausing and having to take a break yeah. because it was a lot of work to watch it. Yeah. Now for me, would you say you related to him more now? as a kid when you were as younger? As a kid, I as a kid, I watched it and I was just like, he, yeah, I guess like like look mm -hmm. at this bad kid, like he yeah. like Devin's shaking his head. Except yeah. I thought that he was like you. I thought he was an adult. I thought he was a grown up. Right, like when right. I was little, I just thought he was like this him and this bad grown ups going yeah. around doing things. Now I'm watching it and I'm just like these fucking. That just was stop. Why are you kids. acting this way? I know. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like we're just a bunch of curmudgeonly old men now who uh, who are like, uh, why would you do that to that nice lady? You know? Well, yeah. Back in the day, as they're you know wreaking havoc and fucking shit, you're like, yeah, let's break shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah I did wild. not have the the metal interpretation that you guys had mm -hmm. of it. I just liked like, bad kids doing bad kids. Like things. ultra violence is a cool ass fucking term. You know. <laughs> And uh, and younger ultra violence was just like fucking ultra violence. Now I'm like I'm like uh, that might be taking it a little far. So, so Matt, you said that uh, it was just them that were destroying the city because still in my mind maybe I, I missed something. I felt like it's somewhat of like a warriors type of culture and the uh, well obviously like other gangs. Well, and they other, were kind of know. being allowed to do it, but he also got arrested. Wait, there was another you know? gang. There are multiple yeah, there are multiple yeah. gangs. But in, but in the very beginning, yeah. he even refers to them as their droogs. Like, it's the, the main guy and his droogs. So it'd be like, uh, at least in, from his perspective, like every group of, uh, that, that, there's, that there is a uh, hierarchy within each gang, right? There's the leader, and then there's the droogs. There's a the muscle. Right. And, and, and they all are broken apart. In uh, in that way, and also, um, I didn't realize this upon uh, uh, when I, when I was a kid. But like this time, I'm like watching. I'm like I'm like I don't understand a f I understand the context of everything they're saying. I can't understand a thing they're saying. Am I f fucking stupid? And it's they're speaking a different language. 
Mm-hmm. They wrote mm-hmm. a different language in the book, and it's like a uh, it's like a Romanian um, uh, sort of like uh, old English Romanian. Weird uh, phrasings. And, and, and and every yeah, and everything the words are like switched around as far as the sentences sentence structure goes, and uh, and it's done in a, a kind of a brilliant way where you still understand what they t- what they're talking about. You get the gist of it, but you don't quite. Um, uh, understand everything. Uh, they did but it, it was uh, it was called Nadsat, is the language that they wrote. It was Nadsat. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and it's a fictional language uh, that that the author wrote, and that is why uh, the second half of the movie you don't hear that anymore. You know, like it, he doesn't he doesn't talk that way anymore. And we'll we'll get into why he stops talking that way. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to also get into. I know you said that there that you guys don't think there's a lot of the character, but I found that upon the second rewatching of the movie, watching it older, I found the character of Alex fascinating, mm-hmm. especially when he's being deprogrammed. Yeah, from his. Ultraviolence. You want to talk about how we get to the that, or because I mean, we're skipping way ahead, I right? Think, well, we're gonna get into it way later. Yeah, but I want to get into that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask right now: Do you think that this pushed the envelope just enough, yeah. or in today's culture, would it be too much? It's an upsetting movie. Mm-hmm. It really is. I remember it being upsetting when I was younger, and now as an adult, like it's it. At times, it's kind of hard to to stomach. I felt for that when they went when they broke into that woman's house. It, like, the, first, I was like, the first one, the, the beginning. First one, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I hate this! I yeah. hate this!" Yeah, it, it, it was it was like it was it was difficult to watch when I was young, but like it's difficult in a different way now. You know, like it it just it feels realer. It's it's dark. Yeah. Well, you you up. have like brutal rapes in like other movies and but not but not but framed not so fun. psychological. It's like this is like yeah, this, this is, is like them just like having a bit of the in and out. Like he like he he the voiceover acts. You know, it's kind of silly sometimes, but it acts as a way to just like sort of justify in his world why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And they were just like fucking bored teenagers. I think that's the thing that bothered me is the way it was framed. It was framed like this is a great time. Like we're just here having a good time. Yeah. Being idiots in it. And I'm looking at it from this woman's point of view. Like she's yeah. fucking like she's terrified. Right. This whole time. And she I mean, she's getting violated in the worst type of way. And I think that's the part of the movie that made me say okay this is a little bit too much because they're framing it as oh this is just like it's recess right it's just a bunch of kids just having fun yeah and i'm just like the fuck it is yeah like someone shoot these kids (laughs) yeah and then take that imagine the book it's crazy i can't even imagine the book the book would be too much for me i think thank god i can't read (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, uh, I would say that they skip pretty quickly through uh, them being like a um, like a group of friends to being, uh, you know, like like basically all uh, enemies with each other. You know, like they're all playing like a like a, a political game, trying to figure out who 
they don't like that that Alex is uh, tells them what to do. Yeah, well, right. Well, do you know where it started though, where that all began when he he, he heard the lady's operatic voice in the milk bar, yeah. and it was you know in a a pause between and he songs. hits him in the nuts, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Don't disrespect this beautiful right." Music because he enjoys that uh, which, that that culture. Yeah, which, which he's very cultured. He's yeah. very cultured. Right. Yes, but he's also a fucking psychopath. He's a well, psych- They they really yeah. didn't. Well, they did say it, but it's not really dwelling on this fact. But the milk bar, it was milk mixed with drugs. He says it. Yeah, yes. yeah. He says like, oh, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a concoction. Again, he's talking in that yes. mad set. And he uh, and he does say yeah. that's a mixture of drugs. Yes. There's multiple versions. The one that they were doing was this particular version of, mm-hmm. of uh, milk. It's like three different drugs or something yeah. you could choose it's like from, a co- I guess. It's a cocktail. I love dystopian. From the, from the, the titty yeah. tap. From a, yeah. yeah. It, it's fucking <laughs> I love so dystopian weird. futures that have made up drugs. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, and that right. milk. The, is the like evolution a, of drugs. Yeah. There's like a secret drug in the future yeah. that like, like what was that? A minority report? Was it that Tom Cruise was addicted to this drug? I oh, yeah, they, yeah. they put in their eye. And it was yeah. same with the last yeah, uh, yeah, Dread yeah. movie, too. Yeah. Uh, the slow-mo or whatever. You oh, yeah. Top it and then everything cool would movie. go you yeah. know, slow motion, be vibrant like yeah. you're on LSD. Right. So was that milk drug? Was that uh, violent tendencies on that? Is that, I don't, is that something about no, that drug? No, I don't no, think no, it no. made you No, I think, I think uh, the opposite. I think yeah. every it... it it made everybody chill, like a sedative, almost yeah. oh, mm-hmm. a depressant. Okay. So, right. and then that makes it all the much or else worse. That place would have been that, fucking destroyed, right? Yeah, like they needed that to calm down from. No, I think it was, was just really... a way for them to to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Like right, they're just right. like it's. It wasn't like they the were. New beard they, they weren't like yeah. controlling themselves. It was just a way to get fucked up. You know, it was, the, uh, it was just a bar. It was yeah, just, it was just a way to be in a bar. Yeah. That's crazy. Because they're too young for this. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the character of Alex. Um, whether this is what the scenery, because I love the scenery. I thought it was beautifully filmed. Um, and so many other things. This heightened reality is a mess. We're going to talk about all that when we come back after this advertising break. We are back, 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 back at it again. Um, I thought this be- this movie was beautifully f- shot. Talking about the... It was disturbing, the acts I saw, how they framed it. But I did like the scenery and the artwork. I thought that the art direction was artistic, not the subject matter. Like the giant penis, I guess I'm an adult because I was like, oh, I would have that in my house. This is cute. <laughs> and the framing when he's like tapping on it and it's like bobbing yeah. up and down. Like, I was like, that's fucking cute. <laughs> well, they, they were talking uh, when I was listening to that commentary with uh, Malcolm McDowell. He was talking about um, Stanley Kubrick and how he framed th- things. He said that he he knows he doesn't know what he wants, but he knows what he doesn't want. So he's going to play around with a shot and get it and he's like oh that's that's it right there that i liked yes that i could appreciate and i had to separate the art the artistic direction for me from the 
subject matter of everything because I found the whole movie from beginning to end like really hard to stomach just because of everything that was happening even when because he of was, everything yeah yeah even when he was good Alex I was like like I found you mean it. nauseous Alex yes <laughs> I found it hard <laughs> I found the whole thing yeah. hard to watch but their, yeah their group is 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 very very it's like an interesting dynamic going on you know i love when the uh someone one of the people in this group tried to say like uh he had a hit he had a new job and he wanted to like do this job and he was trying to get everyone in on it and alex the main character was like are you trying to take over and then right, as yeah. leader yeah and then they were just like walking lolly and he beats the crap out of all of them well i'll go through yeah. the the uh the right, group the group is yeah. alex who's the uh-huh. leader right that's our main character mm-hmm. uh he's essentially his personality is controlling asshole throughout that their dynamic right in the group georgie he wants to be the leader he's vying for the power Okay, and right. that's who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Georgie is the one who says, uh, "I have an idea for uh, uh, for you know like a we'll write this uh, down. little job." Right? Yeah. And then Dim, Dim is the big one who basically Alex just Dim picks waited. on. Yeah. He just picks on the whole time. And then Pete, Pete is just there. He's there for the ride. I don't even know right. why Pete is there. I feel like Pete uh, didn't have like anything better. He's the to guy do. at the school project that right. just kind of. Yeah. You're Pete, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rude. You would be the Pete. You have nothing Aww. to say. <laughs> no, but I love like Georgie um, tried to get Alex. He tried to get power by winning support from Dim because Dim yeah. is the large muscle, and he said, "Right." And now, for now on, there's no more making fun of Dim. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And and it's not that Alex probably even enjoyed making fun of Dim that much, but he wanted to do what he wanted to do. He didn't want anybody telling him what to do. Right. And that goes into. His like, what is wrong with him? Well, let's is, get into what is wrong with him. Yeah. Let's talk about Alex as a character and what is wrong with Um, I'm trying to remember what the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath is. And I'm trying to he's determine which one he is, because I know he's uh, one of them. So like I guess like a a, a, a sociopath uh doesn't have empathy. A psychopath almost feels things more. Uh, both are right. lack of empathy, yeah. Right, but but a psych but a psychopath uh, feels things very intensely. A sociopath sort of doesn't feel things very much, right? Like I'd say both. So he would be well, he, sociopath. A, yeah, nar- nar- with like heavy with- heavy narcissism and like yeah, he's he's got a lot going on. Uh, maybe in a way, or is not he just consistent. misunderstood? Right? Oh yeah, he's just he's a regular guy who just misunderstood. Uh, Cause that's what I read an article saying that Alex like, because he is a kid, yeah, and they said that he could just be acting out. They like given him another ten years for his fucking brain to finish <laughs> developing. He would just been a normal person. Well, they were saying that he could just be acting out, um, yeah. in ways, right, right, because his parents are right absent. due to due to he, casting. It sort of l- makes it more unclear that he is so young. Yes. Well, here's another thing yeah. that's kind of terrifying is that. Alex's character has not, out of all the serial killers and terrifying people on this planet, there's no one on this planet in real life. There's no like children going around kicking down doors and raping people, and you know. So the fact that the character in uh, we the live movie in New Orleans. doesn't—I was gonna say—not well, yeah. not on that level of just insanity and uh, 
I haven't okay. seen the local sure? Florida news, but okay. I'm pretty sure somewhere deep in the heart of Florida, there's something like that going on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not like that young of children, but like, <laughs> say like 10, you start exploring Absolutely. what's right and wrong. Yeah. You start pushing the boundaries of like what you, what you can get away with in a more grand scheme than if you're a kid, like, you know, kid, you're, you're trying to push your parents' buttons and talk back and see what you can get away with. But it just grows exponentially the older you get, like 10 years old to when you become a teenager. It's like, all right, now the stakes I, become higher. Yes, I did all this before. Let me push the envelope some yeah. more and see what I can get away with. And right. some some kids just don't have a conscience about it. Like putting a M80 in a frog or something. As a kid, you think it's cool. As an adult, you're like, that's it's gruesome. Who thinks small. that's cool? Who puts M80s in frogs? <laughs> Kids. Yes, kids. <laughs> yeah. like, Who ha- what kid has access to explosives? It's no, M80 is a firework. I don't know fireworks. Or like uh, feeding a duck Alka-Seltzer. Oh, God. Yeah, that's awful. What is wrong with oh, you? <laughs> I didn't say it was me. No, it's, well, I think it's the seagulls, right? You put the bread around it's the Alka-Seltzer. Bird. And you throw I think it's any bird. And their yeah. stomach explodes midair. Yeah. Birds, yeah. birds don't have the ability to get rid of that gas. No, they don't. <laughs> their stomach explodes. Yeah, so kids are fucked up in general. Yeah. And people, and they never come cross out that, that line. They never cross the line. Well, of, they they grow out of it. They they right. start developing more of a moral compass. Oh my most god! Most kids, and then you have kids like Alex DeLarge who never developed it because well, he's they always a say that psychopath. the serial killer is a, hurts animals, and that's every young right. boy is a serial right, killer. Right, then. right, right. Excuse me, right. excuse me. Except Daniel. Excuse me. He's I an have. Angel. I have a. I know of a little girl that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you discriminate against her? Mm-hmm. I know of a little girl who hates certain animals. I'm saying just little boys are worse about it. Little girls do it as well, but little boys are yes. more. And that's a little cultural, like I guess, like uh, you know, like girls are put in different play, play situations. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> kids are fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. That's what I caught myself saying this whole entire movie is fuck these kids. Um. I felt for not really. I didn't really feel bad for Alex because once he did that thing to that lady in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, fuck this kid. But after reading the essay that I read talking about how we don't really and I guess it's in the book Mm -hmm. in the movie. We don't really understand how he grew up and or his how he was raised and everything else. His parents are like nice. Like they loved him. Well, well, I mean, also like they also uh, look beaten down. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, skip to the end of the movie where you see like what happens like after he's gone for a little while. They move on from him really quickly. Like obviously, like they're. they're like you know happy kind of like demeanor so is this could pretty just be surface him, level they look that, like zombies too they look like happy zombies but this could just be just him acting to... out then is is what the essay said that this movie is just basically a kid acting out all of his rotten evil fantasies because of Maybe. his how he was raised his parents never really paid That's him possible. any attention so mm, he was like i'm yeah. going to do the worst Things what possible. was his brother when it came back? Uh, his that wasn't his brother. No, that was just, just, just some random tenant. dude. Just a regular yeah. tenant. It was a right, yeah. that, that, That's creepy. That's yeah. really yeah. creepy. I right. love that. And he, I love yeah. that became yeah. the adopted son almost. Yeah, and that's what right. I mean. Is, yeah, like it, it's a strange thing for them It's like the parents to... would want anything. Like, give me anything but yeah. my own son. You know, like... Uh, yeah, like they, they just they just replaced him like nothing. He was truly evil then. Like, he was... Or was... I don't know... And then there's I mean, the weird, then there's evil. the weird, uh, like, uh, investigator guy who like 
grabs him by the fucking um, the balls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and and like and is just like like you know you're about to you're. Like you're on you're on a bad path here. You're gonna get into a lot of trouble. Like what was he doing in the house? Well, I think like, he was a PO. I think he, he was. A is that what it was? Officer. Yeah. Or well, he again he acted as a lawyer. Super when unclear. He went to go see him in jail. Be like, you you're yeah. going away forever yeah. now. You it, killed it, somebody. He, he like gets giggly uh, about uh, all kind of like. like like that was a deal with you. I, I wonder if that was an acting choice or if it was written that way or what. But it's like very off-putting. Yes, based is. on that's, Stanley yeah. Kubrick and how he directs films, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how Stanley Kubrick wanted him. to Right. Be. That's what I mean. Is like nobody makes those choices. Yeah. Like because just poor Shelley Duvall. I mean, we just talked about The Shining on yeah. my other podcast, Blood Rain. So go yeah. listen to that every Monday and Thursday. Definitely, definitely uh, listen. We just talked about. Uh, the Shining and Stanley Kubrick made Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson do like hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of takes. He's a and, fucking psychopath. Until he, because he's a fucking he's psychopath. Yeah. That's why I said, yeah. like, I'm not gonna say he's not art. Yes, he's, yeah. he's that terrifying. But no. he, uh, <laughs> but I would imagine because it is a Stanley Kubrick picture, that's how he wanted him to right. act. It's just so weird and confusing like that this character's motivation is, is so confusing because it almost seems like he wants to fuck alex and and like because he get, just starts like f- laughing and giggling about the thought of alex being caught and crossing the line to being uh to going to jail you know like like and he's grabbing him by the freaking balls in his tidy whities like it's just it's just an odd whole exchange that uh it yeah. doesn't make me feel comfortable in any way. You have to. Is there make any yourself... part of this movie that made you yeah. feel comfortable? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> what, what What's beautiful about it is you have to make makes yourself wonder how did the world become this way to right. make these type of. So people. I mean, that's something that I mean, like like Daniel said that like uh, nothing is done on accident, and uh, are some of like the the things in this movie. Uh, 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 premonition of like how things did really become you know like everything is very very oddly sexualized in, in the movie and like that's not super far off from how things are you know like, we live in a much more sexualized world or at least outwardly sexualized world now you know, I love their costumes. Like they have these big things around their the cups. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. to protect the their piece. Yeah. yeah, to protect their balls yeah. and their whatever. But also, like they kind of look like clowns, which would make yeah. them wandering rapists, raping yeah. clowns. So which is, uh, we can kind of, yeah. I guess, maybe like if we are gonna sort of follow the the structure of the movie, uh, we should get to uh, this basically the halfway point uh, story wise, where it's not even. This is still the beginning, really. So uh, they do end up doing a a job, uh, whatever, where they're gonna rob this art dealer lady, right? Yeah, the cat lady. And uh, yeah. and uh, and essentially, it's a setup, right? They uh, they send Alex in there, and they call the cops, and he's in there doing his thing, and he gets caught, right? And he ends up uh, Devin. It is, did they call the cops? Did his or, friends lock or, him in? Oh no 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 no! They just the locked him in, and she called yeah. the cops. That's yeah, right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and they just they just don't help him. Like they just let him. They let they realize that it's a, they a set bad, him the. Fuck they, up. Ran, they it was his idea, right? And they just didn't want to do it. No, is that it was, what it was? Uh, it was uh, the 
The one who was trying to take control of the uh, drugs. Georgie. Was Georgie. It was Georgie's, it was Georgie's idea. idea. That was the big score. Right. Okay. That's right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. then they let him go in there by himself. And yeah. And they let they let him a, go. Oh, wait a second. So Georgie's yeah. plan to uh, take leadership was not just him wanting to take charge and doing that job, but that job was his his his, his way of taking way of getting rid of uh yeah of alex and so yeah. then alex beat the crap out of everyone and said like who's in charge now you are and he right. said well anyway i still want to do that plan that yeah. you said because it sounded interesting yeah so he still fell for the the plan he still, he still went for the bait yeah right yeah. yeah well his narcissism wouldn't let him not do right what he wanted it was a to good do. plan it, yeah and even though because maybe in the back of his head, he knew it was a fucking setup. And they were like going to steal gold up. or something, I believe. Art. It was just art. It was just yeah. gold. Well, I believe. but it was just like they, a bunch of gold. Well, they were just saying uh, uh, that, that she has a lot of things that are worth a lot of money. It was just like, it'll be really easy to steal things that are worth money in there. She's just super rich. Yeah. And like, and she would, and she would have theoretically had gold and jewels and jewelry mm. and stuff. And they set him the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. And then he got caught. Yeah. Mm, so then, uh, so then he dashed. ends up. He ends up. Which uh, a thing that I like that how penis. they. Uh, I don't know if it's different in the book, but how they skip the trial. He's uh, he's essentially. Uh, it just goes from him being arrested to uh, being sent to to, uh, to to. They they explain his sentencing that mm-hmm. he got uh, majorly you know, mushroom uh, stamped um, by that lady's big penis. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. So in the movie, uh, he just ends up. He ends up in uh, in jail. Uh, uh, the whatever they call it uh, when they're when he first arrives to jail, and they're digging in his butthole, <laughs> trying to make sure he doesn't have uh, shit in there. And they do all of it very uh, strangely. Like everything is like it's so a creepy Kubrick and weird. Movie. And of they, course, yeah. it's strange. And for the Stanley Kubrick movie, they blew through that part relatively quick um good but whereas in the good. Book, that would have slowed it down the book like it's yeah. very very clean cut act one act two act three so that middle part of him being in jail was probably larger in the book well what i like is that they skipped yeah. the trial you don't need to know the trial he did do it yeah we don't care that 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 like you know they shame him and whatever his his he he has he doesn't give a fuck he did do it. He is almost like he he takes no uh, accountability accountability to what he did. You know. So um, where we yeah, um, we're good. Okay, yeah. So uh, so then yeah, they uh, they essentially uh, go. You know, here we are. He's in jail now, and they introduce him very very quickly. He's chosen to be uh, part of a. Uh, what like a that the, it's like a clinical, uh, trial. clinical uh, experiment, uh, yeah, a, a trial to try to figure out if they can essentially force rehabilitation on. Yeah, people. rewire his brain. Right. And, and I, I love that part because that guy he saw that he was a psycho because what did he say? Um, he someone said we're looking for a candidate, and then he was like, I'm you know he said something. Yo, he wanted truly deranged people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, he was yeah. like, I, I could feel like they didn't like really like uh, Stanley Kubrick was able to do it to where like the audience could like subtly see that he was like, this is our guy because this right. guy is he's he's actually yeah, he's, young. Yeah. He was yeah. ultra violent. No, but he was uh, what do you call it? Charming. 
like he was extremely charming and right. Remember, because when he was with his essentially described a sociopath, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like when somebody he was with who, his yeah. mom and dad, he was like, "Yes, mommy. Yes, daddy." You know, yeah. and he'd be all like right. cheery and like yeah. that. Like there's a dark, way. like a, a true darkness, not a person who like was poor and had to commit crimes to right. make a to 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 make ends meet. It was a person who just truly uh, did not feel. Uh, empathy and could pretend and they picked up on that yeah immediately mm-hmm. they're like you know what we don't even need to i don't even want to look at the rest of y'all right. like this, this is you're my guy. our guy yeah. yeah but um this is this this is a mess yeah. this whole thing is a mess this character is a mess um i don't know what's wrong with stanley kubrick rest in peace i would like to get inside his brain just to see how it functions just like Ari Aster, I want to get inside his brain too because yeah. he makes fucked up movies too. Yeah. Um, I want to know. Well, when we get back from the break, we'll get into that. But the treatment of the women in this film mm-hmm. are they? Do they get their revenge? Do you feel is it, or are they just objects? Oh, right. I mean, I mean, in, in a way, like. I guess like it is, you know, I mean, like he, he does get his, uh, you know, I mean, he goes to jail. He, he's caught, you know, uh, I think, are they treat, do you think the film portrays them at, I guess that's my question. Do you think the film portrays them as actual people? Um, I don't think, I think in the beginning, I don't think that they were portrayed as actual, especially that girl that was in that rundown theater that poor poor girl that they were just that that other group was pouncing on um wait there was another another group raping a girl yeah the other they, they, they took yeah. over the rape well they no she stay, ran away yeah, they basically she ran away. saved they her the cops her. showed up so okay. they all took off they hate the other droogs more than they want to rape her and so in a way it's almost like in the beginning you're like oh they saved her you don't really it's the first scene you don't really know that they're also they the, just didn't that like, they're also the bad guys. Yeah, they hated that other group more than right. they. They were just looking for a fight. They weren't trying to save her, but they did inadvertently save her. But I thought that they treated some of the women as actual, like the woman that that beat the shit out of them. Like, yeah. but I also, I guess maybe for me, I felt bad for the women in the movie, um, yeah. based on what was happening to them. I don't know if that was Stanley Kubrick's intention. I know that he's not well known for treating women the best. The women in this movie did not have a ton of agency. I mean, even like what, like it's like sort of a montage where he goes, he skips school uh, because he has a little, uh, I I wish I could remember what he calls it. It was like a little rumbly in his tumbly. And uh, and uh, he has he has a, he has a uh, Tim Tomake. So he says he says everything like in such a fun a silly way. But uh, and then he ends up uh, at a record store. He picks up these two chicks, and and then there's like a sped up montage of them just going at it. And but the but the girls, there's no conversation. The girls just like just sort of wait for their turn. What do you think, Devin? I I, I had to laugh at that scene with the, the sped up montage of sex because it seems like they, they have sex and the girl's got to put, one of them goes to put their clothes back on and he goes over he's like, nah, nah we're not done yet. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they right. get undressed again and that happens like two or three times to where they're trying to get dressed and then he undresses them again and does it again. Yeah. It's 
very weird to me. And that was yeah. that was consensual, huh? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that was. was. But it like the the odd part is is how little the girls had input into that situation. They just like were just like okay, you know, like like they just went along with anything that he wanted, which is strange. And in to get in. Jesus. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about what does this say about us as a whole culture that this movie did so well. And we're still talking about it today. <laughs> right after this ad break. We are back for our final talks on A Clockwork Orange. Woo! That's right. Okay. So what does this say about us as people that this movie did so well, has multiple documentaries diving into it? Like, people are curious about this movie. We're talking about it right the fuck now. What does it say about people? Because... If we weren't doing this as an episode, I don't think I would wa I would have watched it again. And now that I have watched it again, I definitely know I will not be watching this in the future. <laughs> You're going to watch it every night before you go to sleep? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. It's too much for this little gay boy right here. Um, I think when we go listen to certain types of music or view art or movies that we're trying to push boundaries within ourselves because if we don't do that life seems mundane and to have that excitement of something risky is is very appealing to people who aren't necessarily going to act on things that are portrayed in the movie but they still get to experience it through media so whether what that says about us as people I don't know, we're fucked up, I guess. That's definitely that's where I'm, I'm we, I, we knew you were fucked up. Well, I'm not saying I'm not I'm definitely fucked up, but yeah, I, I think that that's a way to experience certain weird, fucked up desires in our own brains is to see it in, over there. Yes, see it a degree away. I okay, I could get with that. I, I yeah, no, I agree. I just. Maybe it's just me. I can't imagine doing... I couldn't imagine doing any of that. I wouldn't want to do any of that. Like, watching this movie, like I've said a million times, it's hard for me because I was... I just don't... I can't get in that mindset of... Because it's not... Nothing about what he was doing was fun to... Like, the Joker, I can get into that. Because he's just, like, crazy. He's anarchy. Yeah, like Chaos, he's that's you he yeah drama. i could get high drama <laughs> high high drama i can't get into alex alex is destruction and disrespect and um just i can't i don't think it, you it, have to like him to so i think maybe if this movie had been made i don't i guess i don't else, understand it if this movie had been made by somebody else, we might not be talking about it. Ari but, Aster. But, uh, but one of the things that, uh, you know, I would say that maybe movies, no, not maybe, definitely. Movies, uh, you know, uh, especially like in the 70s, uh, needed to be interpreted. It didn't come straight out and say what it was about. And uh, 
and especially like uh, Kubrick movies, like are saying so many things at once that aren't actually on the screen that are not in the dialogue. And uh, that's why like his movies have been interpreted and reinterpreted and reinterpreted uh, so many times because he leaves so much in, ambiguity like to uh to the the freaking uh you know like uh story that he's telling yeah like you, you actually don't really know that like i mean it really i guess like it goes to show like that we all saw this movie when we were younger and see it differently as adults oh my god so, so obviously so obviously there's a pretty complex thing happening you know like better worse good bad doesn't matter it's fucking complicated. Well, I want to talk about the name of the movie um, because it's a beautiful name. And it actually comes from uh, Anthony Burgess, the uh, author. He had heard the term as queer as a clockwork orange in a bar uh, before World War II. Is that me? And uh, <laughs> but, but queer and not a gay way. It's queer it's and like a strange way. As a clockwork. Yes. Just strange. Right. Strange the actual, the actual and still definition me. of the word. And written here, it says, uh, I'm reading this from the Google whatever. It refers to a person who has the appearance of an organism lovely with color and juice, but is in fact only a clockwork toy to be wound up by God or the devil. Hmm. Uh, or the almighty state. So he... Alex is a sounds so poetic. Alex is a colorful thing full of juice wound up by the devil. That could just be a just a toy that's wound up by the the what God wants him to do, what devil wants to do, or what's written here. Or the almighty state. See, I would say that uh, the the movie the point would be the state, right? It's society created this this monster. And they fixed the monster. And made another monster. Right. So so and so we'll go into that, right? Yeah, let's talk uh, about that. The whole uh that they uh, use very, very. They uh, they give him a um, they give him a drug and use very, very invasive uh, means to to brainwash him to uh, rid like that ultra violence that that he's prone to, right? And to the point where when he sees something violent like that, he becomes physically nauseous, right? It uh, it nauseates him to the point of vomiting when he sees things that are uh violent or was well, like uh, Pavlov's dog exactly. right it's right. very Pavlovian. so they do that yeah. uh with that drug and uh and they deem him uh, uh rehabilitated right Look at you because he's now not allowed to um to be uh physically not allowed to be violent so yes. they're just like he's he's good he can get out back into the world and he goes out there and is pretty quickly uh, confronted with his his old droogs, right? Uh, was it uh, Dim and Georgie? Except Pete, because that dude just right. disappeared. Yeah, we don't know. So, <laughs> Pete, so, that, so God. it just goes towards that Pete was just kind of there, right? He's probably somebody's dad now. So because only a couple of years pass, they're 18 now, and, uh, and they're able to uh, become cops, right? So he finds out that they're both cops now, and oh, they yeah. use their power as... Uh, law enforcement to do all but kill him. All right, they drag him out into the woods. They uh, find a horse trough, which seems like they knew was the, like like almost like 
they were just like, oh, let's go to the old horse trough that we usually uh, uh, drown people in. Yep. And they just go straight out there and and they uh, don't really have any point. They're not like trying to do anything to him other than either kill him or nearly kill him. But what I don't get, though, is how in, in the midst of this experiment, how do they expect true results in a fortnight? Like 14 yeah. days, whatever. It was uh, three years. Was, no. The, the treatment supposedly lasted. Two weeks. You'll be out in two weeks. It's yeah. a fortnight. The whole treatment well, But he period. was 18 by the time he got out, and yeah. he was 15 when he went in. So I guess the treatment didn't come around until... Maybe. Until two, later. Well, Maybe. Until, like I said, I think the movie left out a big part of Act yeah. 2 that the book yeah. uh, takes yeah. care of. Because it, also, was, it was three years later. Yeah, because he, he, he needed that time to, like prime the priest to like him and study scripture and all that so i guess right. that to get chosen that makes sense yeah, maybe yeah so also you can't really tell because what's his face looked old as fuck he didn't look like a 15 which, which i, I right. liked i liked that line that the priest said to him about choice that part of being a man is being able to choose being able to make your own decisions is what makes you yeah. a man mm-hmm. and that's you know the toward the end he kind of was up in arms about this treatment how how the, the choice of Alex was gone. He's no longer a man. He's no longer a person. He right. make a choice anymore, so he's not a man. Right. And he was vehemently against it. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, well, and the, and the way he ends up, uh, so he, they beat the shit out of him. And he drags himself to the nearest place that he can find, which just so happens to be <laughs> the same house that, that they went to in the beginning of the movie, where they, uh, where they, Raped uh, uh, rape, rape the rape the woman. Rape they the didn't woman. kill her, okay. but they just raped her in front of her husband, and uh, and then um, and handicapped and him. he and put him and in he, a wheelchair and put him in a wheelchair. And he is, I guess, like considered like he would be like the the liberal like bleeding heart. And he lets he takes him in, and he's he's like, oh, you poor boy, poor boy. You know, like what the government has done to you, and we can use you to shut down to basically shut down uh, this. This party, this right. anti-governmental faction, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and he, he wants to get rid of whoever's in charge of their government at that time, and uh, kind of doesn't take very long for him to realize that that is who drove his wife to suicide. No, she died from pneumonia. But but no, they, but but it's suicide. Yeah, he, right. He, yeah, he, he blames knows. it on yeah. the rape. Yeah, but because he's like she just gave up. Yeah, basically, yeah. she just her mind she gave just, up, so her body. She basically followed. just let herself die. Because of everything that happened yeah. to her. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand that right. poor woman. I'm yeah. a, I'm a bat fax and, it for a second. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, bat fax. All right. I'm bat faxing it. Um, so the reason why the guy in the wheelchair like came to realize that it was the same person that raped his wife and put him in that wheelchair, he was singing, singing, singing in the rain. In the rain. Was yeah. that Gene Kelly? Oh, yeah. I yeah. love yeah. that. Yeah, so we didn't talk about that yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. While he's uh, beating him up and... Before any, like, but like he's he's like basically swinging his arms around, kicking and just kicking the shit out of this dude, singing, singing in the rain, right? So apparently, years later after the movie came out, Gene Kelly and Malcolm McDowell were at a party together, and Malcolm McDowell went up to go shake, you know, his hand, mm. and Gene Kelly's like, nah, he oh, basically really? walked away oh. thinking. I guess thinking and feeling that he took such a, a wonderful song, like the happy, yeah. uplifting song, and bastardized it for the movie. Right. So he wanted nothing to do with him. And Malcolm McDowell was like, "And Gene Kelly is I, of a of a generation that 
wouldn't find absolutely not wouldn't recognize the the intent the art the irony exactly because it is supposed to be ironic that he's singing this like happy-go-lucky song is doing really uh, fucked uh, up shit doing terrible terrible things i just and, and he's like I, I get that he didn't want to shake my hand and i totally understand why right. but it still sucks because I, I you know i i love him he's an icon he's right. He's great. All his music is amazing. Yeah. Just, I just thought of something incredible that y'all made me just think about it. What? Um, the, when they were uh, torturing him, not torturing him, um, he was in, they were putting the eye drops in his eye, and they were making, what do you call it, uh, teaching his brain in a mm -hmm. Pavlov way. They needed something to test. They, so they used Beethoven. So whenever he heard yeah, his so, favorite, so his favorite song, mm -hmm. his favorite yeah. artist, Beethoven, uh, made him physically nauseous. Right now, they did that. It wasn't on purpose, though. Right, right. It was accidental, and they were like, and he told it's them to turn him off. Right. So it's yeah. no, no, why, why are you ruining this? Right. Please, he screamed out, no. like, "Why are you doing this? I love that's, this." That's right. That's right. I love it. And now, yeah. take that and what he did to that man in the wheelchair was singing in the rain. So what was done to him mm -hmm. on Beethoven was done right. to the wheelchair guy was singing in the rain. Yeah. Because he sang mm -hmm. that, and then all of a sudden, he, he he felt all these emotions. He's like, I know who you are, because a terrible thing had happened to him when he heard that song. Yeah. But I, I just thought of that just now. That's crazy. Okay. So uh, he ends up what uh, he... he uh, so... Uh, what what does he end up doing in uh to to get back oh he he drugs him right yeah yeah, yeah he uh he feeds him uh spaghetti the and and then and then uh and basically makes him drink wine uh go drink it drink it drink it drink it like and uh and he just does because in the way that alex's mind is after uh after they got done with him he's, he's sort of oblivious to stress in a way you know, like the same reason why he's like singing in the bath, like so happy go lucky. He doesn't really. He's just sort of just there. He's just like like why would he just be so re he's just so relaxed at all times that he doesn't realize that people can be nefarious in a way because they've wiped that part of his brain out, and he just because it, it's pretty obvious that he's drugged the wine, and he just drinks it anyway. Mm -hmm. Like he knows he knows that there's something in that wine. But he just does it because he just doesn't understand why somebody would have drugged it. Um, even though he does know, he knows that he what he did to that dude's wife and what he did to him. It's like they declawed a cat and threw it outside. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so uh, yeah, he ends up uh, drugged and in this and they're playing Beethoven really, really, really loudly to torture him, and uh, and. The only thing he can do is he's stuck up on the second floor of this of this house and he just fucking goes for it. He just jumps the fuck out and uh, essentially is just like, like, I'd rather die, you know, like and, uh, you know, uh, I personally tell me what you think. What a, a great ending to that movie would have been would have been just like a poetic ending would have been him just uh, just just floating down while Beethoven plays and just splat. You know, like, you know, he just like, you know, like here's a he's a victim of 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 society and how they want to, like, fix things, you know, what they said here in the in the book, they end the movie with just kind of left it kind of open for your imagination right. to go wild. Yeah. About what like, actually... does does it work? Does he is he truly cured? Is it? Yeah. They, they don't really tell you. I don't think it would work. I don't think people could change nope. that much. 
Yeah. Well, obviously, they, no, it, they obvi- didn't. No, it does work. Well, it didn't work. Well, in the movie, in the movie, in the movie, in the movie okay. it didn't work. In the book, it well, does. Well, the movie, it did work. They undid it. Yeah. They they basically undo because it's it's deemed uh, illegal, right? And and in order to save his uh, career, the politician who had pushed for it uh, does a photo op, mm-hmm. right? Is that is that and 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 sort of just like. Look, tell these cameras, tell the news that you're fine. Tell them that you're that you don't have anything that that you know like that that I that I'm not at fault. The reason you know? for your attempted suicide was not a was result not because, of this right, clinical yeah. trial. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course, and, covering his ass. Right. And and they do successfully uh undo it, but because he was a victim, they essentially turn him Back into a, a a fucking psychopath, sociopath, psychopath. whatever he is, and I don't think also decide they're like they're like oh you're going to be taken care of, you're you're fine now, and basically turn him into a a politician of his, in his own right, who now has power and is that same like lust for ultra violence. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's all crazy. What is the most problematic part of this movie? Besides everything, <laughs> to so, you guys. Well, Matt used the word. It's a ultra violence, and it's a. Well, I mean, well, it's like a, like a Rob Zombie he like says horror it, yeah. movie. Yeah. Like you, you could, there might be, but that's like a horror movie. This yeah, is like I wouldn't say it's ultra violence because it's really not that violent and. Well, entirety. that's what he calls it. That's yes. what yeah, he says Alex the term ultra violence. Yeah, ultra violence. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I guess comparatively to lots of movies now, it's not violent at all. There's no like right. gore. See, I would, I no, would like, disagree. Well, I think, I think it's more, rape. I think it's more but violent w- and disturbing because it's so personal. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. He's like, having such a good time. Like to yes. me, I would, I find this more violent than like a scream or a Halloween because right. those are just meat bags. Right. Those are just. Things here to be murdered. Right. This well, was. This is an intentional. Right. I'm going Those are to movies about murderers. This is not actually a movie about a rapist. You know, it's about so much more. So it's like yeah. the the rape is just like, like it's fucking Singing disturbing. The it's, it's like and, and that's the, what I appreciated about the soundtrack of this. Yeah. Like, all the music that was played, all the upbeat classical. Yeah, I like, like the, the cool. The uh, I like the uh, that made it that for they, me. Uh, that they yeah. do like it's like, and all the Beethoven is like a. Uh, oh, you just like, like synthy ruining people's childhoods. That's what you like. Me? Yes. What? How is that? What are you talking about? I grew up listening to Beethoven so and I. shit. I, I, I went to symphonies as a, as a little kid. This sounds like y'all are essentially like one degree away from being Alex. <laughs> You know, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I, I, wasn't would, a, I wasn't allowed to listen to music inside my house. It was classical music only. See, so, yeah, and that, I think that's another reason I don't. I didn't like the sound. I didn't like the whole thing. Just bothered me because I was just like, uh, I made it more fucked up for me. Uh, that's what it was. All you it. rich and title people listen to that. I was listening to like banjos on the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> when I, got, I was at the symphony. When I got my first car, that's when I discovered music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had to make our own instruments out of uh, like shoe like boxes and shoe boxes bands. and rubber bands. I know they're like listening to the thing. Yeah, great. My I first it. guitar. I get it. Well, <laughs> I want to know: Can this movie? Could this movie be made today? If, like, let's say, an Ari Aster, well, I yeah, 
consider as fucked up as a Stanley Kubrick made it. Could this movie be made? You sound like a person that just saw Bo is Afraid. I did see Bo. Yeah, because you keep talking. You keep trying to throw it. You keep trying to. You're like you're like throwing no, the bait out they, over and over and over. Because they both. I want to get into both of their heads right. because they both make fucked up. Like Bo is mm-hmm. Afraid is great, but the strange things about the Johnsons is the most fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. And I would compare that movie to this movie. Yeah. So could this movie be made today? Yeah, sure. If they chose to. Yeah. Matt says. It'd be, I bet you yes. it would be more fucked up. But uh, more straightforward. Like the violence would be worse, but the ambigu- ambiguity of like why would have would be explained more uh, uh, for today's audiences. We we require more like like Bo is afraid is currently it's, it just came out, so not a lot of people have seen it. Wait, so but, what is what is Bo but is it's afraid? currently uh, it's currently a uh, it's just. A new release, right? It just came out. Just right. a movie, right? Okay. Just, in a theater? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh but but it's insanely like uh it's getting mixed reviews on if it's good or not because it's very ambiguous, right? And people don't like that. A lot of people do, but most people in today's day and age want everything kind of like spelled out. Here's here's what this movie was about. Don't make me figure it out. Like straightforward violence. Tell me. Yeah, is what right. They would prefer as and, opposed to and the I think and I think that if this movie got remade for it to be successful, they would have to just sort of tell everything, you know, like don't leave it up to interpretation, which is how Stanley Kubrick made his movies where not a lot was always explained. You know, you have to get to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Or interpret it for yourself what it means to you. It might right. mean something different to somebody else. That's not how he that's not how he meant it. No, of course he not. He meant it like, oh well, no, you you just don't understand because <laughs> he because he was a dick, but yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I guess you get, I could say this movie could be made now, but um what's scary about this movie is they don't really break any rules. Like uh Who? the movie. It doesn't oh, the- like it it's like a like a like a slippery fish that you're trying to hold on to that mm-hmm. you, there's or you can't pinpoint right what you know and they're not really breaking any rules like rape is okay in a movie um and no no rules are broken it's just terrifying like just uh, intelligently insanely uh, okay all right you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, I mean, like, yeah no I, rules are broken i don't know I, like i feel like it the reason why it makes me feel so uncomfortable is because all it is is just rule breaking yeah, like to me, it's absolute destruction. Or is it one hundred percent anarchy? It's like insane rule yeah. breaking. It's not uh, anarchy. No, but as far as it, it, it of you know, gross. Like let's say okay, let's talk about woke culture because you know we kind of like base this podcast on the woke culture. Is there? I mean, there's not even anything in here that's against woke. It's just so so fucked up that uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? But art defies woke as long as it's considered art. The woke culture has no problem with it. But that's right. only if it's right. art. Yeah, I don't even know if there's an th- actual thing called woke culture. You know, like, I mean, it's just like, it's so, like, up to, like, circumstantial things that, that people are. Well, well, that, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good devil to say, oh, woke culture. You know, like, it's like, like, that's the, Cancel the, culture. the bad guy. Cancel culture. Oh, it's kind of like pull right. you up by your bootstraps. Right. right. I mean, this, like, this is a word. It's just one of the, like, a, yeah, right. It'll just go it's away. It's a zinger. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, Devin, could this movie be made today? I hope it doesn't get made today. I, I, I like it how it is. Because, I want more. Like I said, I I appreciate it 
for the music coupled with the violence. It makes the violence so much more aggressive to me to put a, a, such a thing of beauty like Beethoven's Ninth and put it onto a scene in which someone's getting beaten and raped. I think it makes it more psychologically aggressive to me. And I don't think they could pull that off doing it in a modern setting. They would have to, like Matt said, just change it completely and make it more straightforward and less of a, you know, a, a thinking aspect. So I hope to God they don't remake this. I don't think they can make this today. I don't think that it would be well received. I don't think people would see it as art. I think they would see it as gross, just like me. I think this movie is gross. <laughs> so you don't think it's art? I think... If I separate parts of it, I think parts of it are. Art. Well, it was rated R, right? Uh, I think I think it uh, it, I think I think it was whatever like the. What well, I, mean, I know it's R. What I'm no, asking before, was it close to getting in C17? Well, well, there wasn't or? there wasn't a rating system like oh, that okay, in '79. Okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, I like think it, it, it was not rated R because I think. Uh, or no, no, there, no, it was rated. No, there was a rating system like that, but there was no PG-13, so everything like that was it was either PG or. R or X or whatever. everybody's got their phones out. Everybody's uh, trying to find out what it was rated. <laughs> and I'm just killing time right now while they do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm elongating my left. Maybe finally someone can Damn it. pull it out. Is it going to be Daniel? It Is was, everyone just texting right now and not looking it, was it up? X. I was TikToking. It was X. You. I knew it, was, it wasn't R, right? It was yeah. X until... Uh, until the MPA, they edited it, and the MPAA rated it R. Yeah. Oh, wait. So are we missing out on a better version? Better? You are so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, calm down. There's nothing yeah. wrong with this movie. I feel like it could be better. It's... I could see myself in some of these situations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if we're going to get our hands dirty, let's get our hands dirty. Like, you know. He said, if we're going to get our hands dirty, let's get them filthy. Let's get them filthy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was there? And maybe there was. Maybe there was. I, I mean, want to see it. Most of, almost every movie you see, there's a there's a first cut. You know, man. Yeah, like everybody trims it down uh, for ratings. You know. I mean, right. a lot of Friday the Thirteenth were rated X, and then they cut those down to get right. them into an R. Still rating. got those teenage boobs in it, though. I saw uh, <laughs> I saw a little funny skit. I don't know if it was TikTok or whatever, but he said on a PG, you're allowed to curse once. But they were saying it would be hilarious to like just make the the craziest curse like in a PG movie at the you're most right. craziest just because you're allowed to do it once. Yeah. You know, I think that would be great. Well, <laughs> I think we all disagree whether this movie could be made today or not. And I was going to say, I think I could separate some of the art from what is disgusting. I think part of the, like the cinematography and the scenery that's artistic to me. Uh, the story, not so much. Um, what do you guys think? Leave a comment below, rate us, and come back next Friday. And until next time, everybody, have a great day and a good night. <laughs>